0: Section twenty eight of the Golden Treasury of the Best Songs and Lyrical Pieces in the English Language. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Leonard Wilson of Springfield, Ohio. The Golden Treasury, selected by Francis T. Palgrave section twenty eight poem one forty seven one forty seven elegy written in a country churchyard the curfew tolls the knell of parting day the lowing herd wind slowly o'er the lea, the ploughman homeward plods his weary way and leaves the world to darkness and to me now fades the glimmering landscape on the sight And all the air a solemn stillness holds Save where the beetle wheels his droning flight And drowsy tinklings lull the distant folds Save that from yonder ivy-mantled tower The moping owl does to the moon complain Of such as wandering near her secret bower Molest her ancient solitary reign beneath those rugged elms that yew-trees shade where heaves the turf in many a mouldering heap each in his narrow cell forever laid the rude forefathers of the hamlet sleep the breezy call of incense-breathing morn the swallow twittering from the straw-built shed the cock's shrill clarion or the echoing horn no more shall rouse them from their lowly bed for them no more the blazing hearth shall burn or busy housewife ply her evening care no children run to lisp their sire's return or climb his knees the envied kiss to share oft did the harvest to their sickle yield their furrow oft the stubborn glebe has broke how jocund did they drive their team afield how bowed the woods beneath their sturdy stroke let not ambition mock their useful toil their homely joys and destiny obscure nor grandeur here with a disdainful smile the short and simple annals of the poor the boast of heraldry, the pomp of power, And all that beauty, all that wealth e'er gave, Await alike th inevitable hour. The paths of glory lead but to the grave. Nor you, ye proud, impute to these the fault If memory o'er their tomb no trophies raise Where through the long-drawn aisle and fretted vault The pealing anthem swells the note of praise can storied urn or animated bust back to its mansion call the fleeting breath can honor's voice provoke the silent dust or flattery soothe the dull cold ear of death perhaps in this neglected spot is laid some heart once pregnant with celestial fire hands that the rod of empire might have swayed or waked to ecstasy the living lyre but knowledge to their eyes her ample page rich with the spoils of time did ne'er unroll chill penury repressed their noble rage and froze the genial current of the soul full many a gem of pure stray serene the dark unfathomed caves of ocean bear full many a flower is born to blush unseen and waste its sweetness on the desert air some village hampton that with dauntless breath the little tyrant of his fields withstood some mute inglorious milton here may rest some cromwell guiltless of his country's blood the applause of listening senates to command the threats of pain and ruin to despise to scatter plenty o'er a smiling land and read their history in a nation's eyes their lot forbade nor circumscribed alone their growing virtues but their crimes confined forbade to wade through slaughter to a throne and shut the gates of mercy on mankind the struggling pangs of conscious truth to hide, To quench the blushes of ingenuous shame, Or heap the shrine of luxury and pride With incense kindled at the Muses' flame. Far from the madding crowd's ignoble strife, Their sober wishes never learned to stray. Along the cool sequestered vale of life, They kept the noiseless tenor of their way yet e'en these bones from insult to protect some frail memorial still erected nigh with uncouth rhymes and shapeless sculpture decked implores the passing tribute of a sigh their name their years spelt by the unlettered muse the place of fame and elegy supply and many a holy text around she strews, That teach the rustic moralist to die. For who to dumb forgetfulness a prey This pleasing, anxious being, e'er resigned, Left the warm precincts of the cheerful day, Nor cast one longing, lingering look behind? On some fond breast the parting soul relies, some pious drops the closing eye requires e'en from the tomb the voice of nature cries e'en in our ashes live their wonted fires for thee who mindful of th unhonored dead dost in these lines their artless tale relate if chance by lonely contemplation led some kindred spirit shall inquire thy fate haply some hoary-headed swain may say oft have we seen him at the peep of dawn brushing with hasty steps the dews away to meet the sun upon the upland lawn there at the foot of yonder nodding beach that wreathes its old fantastic roots so high his listless length at noontide would he stretch and pour upon the brook that babbles by hard by yon wood now smiling as in scorn muttering his wayward fancies he would rove now drooping Woeful wan, like one forlorn, Or crazed with care, Or crossed in hopeless love. One morn I missed him on the customed hill, Along the heath and near his favorite tree, Another came, Nor yet beside the rill, Nor up the lawn, Nor at the wood was he. The next, with dirges due in sad array, slow through the churchway path we saw him born approach and read for thou canst read the lay graved on the stone beneath yon aged thorn the epitaph here rests his head upon the lap of earth a youth to fortune and to fame unknown fair science frowned not on his humble birth and melancholy marked him for her own large was his bounty and his soul sincere heaven did a recompense as largely send he gave to misery all he had a tear he gained from heaven twas all he wished a friend no farther seek his merits to disclose or draw his frailties from their dread abode. There they alike in trembling hope repose-the bosom of his father and his God. T. Gray. End of section twenty eight. Recording by Leonard Wilson of Springfield, Ohio.